important for you to remember your past life. It's very helpful to understand phobias, why you have specific relationships, and why you have habitual patterns that you would like to let go of. When I do my readings, astrologically and psychically with my clients, I can clearly see what their past lives were. And often it is validated because they have similar experiences in this life, having thoughts and memories, being attracted to certain hobbies or people, and they had never understood why. And so I walk my clients through past life regression as well, which is very helpful for them to rediscover themselves and to understand the things that they do not understand. I began this journey when I was younger because I had a reoccurring dream where I was running in between very narrow alleyways with very tall buildings, making the alleyways quite dark. I felt in a panic and I saw rivers and rivers and waterways and waterways. I was only seven or eight years old, even younger. And when I was nine, I watched a television show, National Geographic, and they had a special on Venice. I knew right then that that was a dream that I was having over and over again. I'd also had a past life regression in my young 20s, and it verified what was happening in this dream. I was fortunate enough to recently go to Venice, and I can't tell you how calming and relaxing and validating it was to walk through those alleyways again as a healthy, calm, happy person. It helped me let go and release because in my dream, in my past life, it was not so happy and not so calming. In fact, it was in a panic. So we're going to begin our, our recession now. I would ask right now for all of you to close your eyes and we're going to protect you with a golden, violet, or purple light. I want you to close your eyes, take three deep breaths. And imagine yourself surrounded by golden light, by white shimmering light. And within that white shimmering light, there is flecks of gold and the warm violet purple hues surrounding you, hovering around you, completely surrounded, keeping you safe, spiritually, emotionally, intellectually, and physically safe. I now want you to imagine a nice place. For example, a beach, a place in the country, possibly a forest by the river. It could be indoors or outdoors. I want this to be your happy place. When you're here, you're happy, you're serene. It feels amazing to be here. Feel so happy. This is your happy place. Enjoy the feeling and the thoughts that you have when you're in this happy place. Now, if things become scary, and normally they don't, 
it's only the odd time, then you can go back to this happy place. You can step outside of the feeling and the thoughts and the memory of your past life. I will proceed to take you to a journey into your past life. I want you to go back into this life to a pleasant time when you were a child. At the time, it was pleasant. It doesn't matter what you think of it now. But at the time, it was a Christmas, a birthday party, a memory, a vacation, being with friends, when you were happy. Were you 10? Were you 5? Go back into that time. What were you wearing? Who were you with? What were you doing? Now I want you to go back when you were a baby. Imagine yourself in a crib. Your little baby curled up in the crib. Imagine yourself warm with a blanket and a teddy curled up in your crib. And now I want you to go back and suddenly you feel there's darkness and you're floating but it feels comforting and warm. You're not sure where you are. And then you hear a voice. That's your mother's voice. You are in your mother's womb. You feel coddled and comfortable, relaxed, tired and sleepy, and yet serene, eager to jump into your awaiting new life that you have no idea is going to happen. And now we're going to go back into your past life. It is dark, but it's not lonely and it's not scary. And in your mind's eye, I want you to imagine a thick forest full of trees lush and beautiful and the scent of fresh air fresh dew fresh greens pines you can see a a bit of a break in that forest so you walk towards that curious and you can see there's a clear pathway and in that clear pathway it's inviting you to come in seems harmless and safe because it is. You walk towards that clearing. You walk down that pathway. And as you enter in the depth and the darkness and the security and the safeness of this forest full of nature, Mother Nature surrounds you. You can see a light at the end of your pathway. It seems to be another clearing. And as you walk towards that, You walk out of the forest into a large, cleared meadow. You walk through that meadow and up ahead, you can see a pond on one side and you can see a village or a town or a homestead 
on another side. Now, if you can't imagine or nothing is coming to you, I want you to make it up. Make up the country you're in, make up the, the village, the city, the houses, and let your imagination make things up. It's how you get yourself into gear. It's how you get your imagination to really, truly go into your past. Some of us, our subconscious just needs a little push. I want you to look down at your feet. What are you wearing? What do your feet look like? What do your legs look like? Are you wearing pants? Are you wearing a dress? Are you wearing anything? Look up towards your torso and at your hands. Do you get a feeling of who you are? What age you are? What era you're in? What time period? And I want you to walk towards that pond, eager to see what you look like. And as you peer into the pond, you can see your face and your hair and your clothing. How old are you? Are you male or female? What do you look like? Are you tall? Are you short? Are you slender? Are you stocky? What color is your skin? What color is your hair, your eyes? What clothing are you wearing? If any. Now, if you have trouble getting a clear image of yourself, find a way to see your reflection. When you go into your town, your village, your homestead, see if you can find a mirror or a window. Sometimes we can get these answers in our minds, hearing, in our thoughts. You may not see it, but you may get the answers through thought. And so if you don't see it, listen to your thoughts. What are they saying? How do you feel? What year is this? Do you live alone? Where do you live? If not, who lives with you? Is there anyone around you whom you know in this life from which you're talking, in which you're taking this hiatus? Who were these people and who are they now? Are you healthy? Are you unhealthy? If you're unhealthy, what is your illness or injury? When did it begin? If this is a happy life or is this an unhappy one? If it's happy, what makes you happy? If it's unhappy, what makes you unhappy? What is the best part of living this life? And what is the worst? Now I want you to walk towards the homestead, the village. Some people see teepees, caves, cities, camps. Some people see war zones, 
Again, this is no time for judging and no time for editing. Just pick and listen and witness to the first thing that comes into your mind's eye or your mind's thoughts. Now I want you to walk towards that area where you live. Meet people if there's anyone there. Have conversations with them. Ask them, what do I do for a living? Do I work? Do I have children? And I want you to enter a building or I want you to enter a location if there is one and talk to the person in there. I want you to wander around wherever you are, and explore. If there is a mirror or a window, take another look if you weren't able to see yourself in the pond. If you were working in that lifetime, go into that work location. Spend a little time here and then we're going to go into a crystal cave where you can ask even more questions to the all-knowing, subconscious, super subconscious, universal mind. I want you to now leave, say goodbye to anyone, if there is anyone. Tell them that you are grateful to have experienced this life with them. And up ahead, you see a rock hill type formation. You walk towards that. There seems to be a cave. The cave is dark at first, but as you get closer, deep within the cave, there seems to be an illumination. When you walk into that cave, it's full of crystals, blue, purple, pink, glowing from behind the crystals and it's warm and there's a rock in the middle where you can sit on easily I want you to sit on this rock close your eyes and ask any questions anything from why did I have this life who did I spend this lifetime with are they in my lifetime now how did I die what was my purpose did I fulfill my mission
And now we're going to leave the crystal cave. Prepare yourself to leave. And we are now ready to return. We are going to travel back and you will travel back to this current lifetime in this current body. And so up ahead, you see that forest again, deep, thick, lush, inviting you in. You see the opening, the same path that you came out of. You enter, you walk down that path, out into this lifetime, into the now, into the body now. Five, four, three, two, one. Slowly open your eyes, refreshed and radiant, with vitality raise your head, fully awake, completely aware. knowing that this is a new beginning for you because you've a clear understanding of why you are who you are the way you are because of that one particular past life. Now you can do this many times and you can enter many, many lifetimes or many moments in certain lifetimes. Our moon sign is what I look at when I'm doing astrology to see where your past life is. One of them. There's a few other areas that I look at. And so I'm going to go through the 12 moon signs right now. You can go on my website and it says D, do it yourself, D I Y chart. You can drop your chart and you can find your moon sign. Or you can PM me on Facebook and ask me. But if you do it on my, my website, you'll get a lot more information. Moon and Aries, people tend to be born to empowered and sometimes dominant mothers. Their life karma asks them to grow up fast and become emotionally independent. As adults, they can have intense and spontaneous emotions. They may need a lot of attention from people in their lives. They're here to help unfold their soul's true calling. Moon and Aries people are advised to attend to the child within accepting its vulnerabilities, its childlike thoughts, its emotions. You're here to realize that you're passionate, sensitive, mature, and to have a clear direction. And yet at times you can be demanding, tactless, and too intense and impatient. You see, in a past lifetime, you were a warrior, a soldier, a fighter. You had to fight for your life in your past life. It was dangerous. It was aggressive. It was feisty. Your childhood may have been fraught with either danger or aggression. And therefore in this childhood, in this lifetime as a child, you would have felt that you literally survived your childhood. That it felt like a flight or fight. And therefore you come into this lifetime and you come into your adulthood with that flight or fight aggression in which everything appears to be a battle. In a healthy way, you can find adventure. And you can find healthy risks to take. 
and healthy battles to fight. A moon in Taurus. These people tend to be born to relatively stable families. They have regular schedules and family members who are there for them to the best of their ability. As adults, they look for the same in relationships, long-term togetherness. They are sensual and affectionate. To help unfold their soul's true calling, a moon and Taurus people must dig deeper to see beyond the desire for long-term comfort, the desire for long-term financial security, the desire for things and stuff and to be a part of the status quo. Because in a last lifetime, you had devastation or expectations around money and finances and ownership of stuff. Could have been a banker, could have been someone who managed money as an accountant. You might have been rich or wealthy. You might have been the creator of a product that helped sustain you financially. And on the flip side, you could have been absolutely without a penny. And survival was extremely difficult. Thinking that if I only had money, if I only had gold, if I only had stuff, I would be so much happier. To realize this in this lifetime is to be more committed, stable, and able to take educated risks. But you can also be stubborn and flexible about life's choices and choose material comfort over real purpose. Moon and Gemini people tend to be born to emotionally unavailable or overly intellectual mothers. Their karma makes it challenging for them to learn to emotionally connect early in life. As adults, you may make great theorized debaters and philosophers, but people who are close to, to you may find you shallow or simply not at home. To help unfold their soul's true calling, they are advised to enter and explore their own emotional depth little by little. In a past life, you were a teacher, a scholar, an educator, a writer, a philosopher, the passing on of information. You might have seeked gossip in order to do this. Or you may have been a grand poet, teaching people the ways of life. You were a traveler, constantly moving, rarely sitting still. And so in this lifetime, there is a tendency to need and want to communicate. Now, depending on your sun sign, that will determine whether that is easy or not easy for you, depending on your karmic lessons. And this is what I do when I do readings. I explain all of the details of the crazy web that we weave in our own lives, emotionally, physically, and psychologically. I see this in your chart. I validate this for your soul. Your moon and cancer people are born to mothers with whom they have a powerful karmic bond. This bond is very difficult for them to for them to, because it, it's hard for them to obtain emotional independence. There seems to always be a codependent and entanglement with the mother. And as, re, as a result, as an adult, you want to form deep relationships. And you may even be attracted to a partner who will resemble that nurturing, coddly, needy, motherly 
connection. To help unfold your soul's true calling, they must learn to fully individuate, understand that it's okay to have personal choices, to have personal thoughts and goals. In your past life, you had a very mothering, nurturing, caring soul. You could have been a cook, could have been a cleaner, could have been a mother of many, a nurse, a wet nurse, anyone that healed and nurtured and helped others emotionally. In this lifetime, you want to be the great mother, nurturing and yet wild and independent. But you have to be careful not to become too needy or too self-doubting. Moon in Leo people tend to be born to mothers who are concerned with outer beauty, outer looks, and impressing others in their community. As a result, they look for romantic partners who they can be proud of and even show off. They might resort to criticism if the people around them aren't living to the best of their ability. To help unfold their soul's true calling, Moon in Leo people need to understand the difference between getting attention for the sake of attention or getting attention because they care and they want to help people and encourage people and motivate people. Moon and Virgo people may have a penchant for love triangles. As a child, they may have a much deeper relationship with one parent than the other. As an adult, they find it difficult to express their intense emotions. In the heart, they stay in the relationships long after they're finished. They may experience unrequited love or fall in love with someone who's in some way not fully available. To unfold their soul's true calling, they must accept their own loving and hating, their own self-criticism and criticism to improve themselves and their lovers. In a past life, there were servants, and they served others, either by will or not by will. Their sun sign and the other aspects in their chart will determine and tell me whether it was by will or not. This makes it difficult in this lifetime because there is a cross between doing for others out of guilt, duty, and responsibility. Again, depending on your, the rest of your chart will determine whether that past life was difficult or not. Moon and Leo, sorry, Moon and Libra. Moon and Libra people tend to be born to mothers who are indifferent to their children's emotional needs. Moon and Libra learn to put others' needs first without realizing they neglected their own emotions. At some point in their lives, this may take them deep into depression or unsatisfactory life because their true calling is to discover who they are. They can become such authentic uh, people pleasers that they forget to be authentic to themselves and therefore they lose an understanding of who they truly are and what their needs are as an adult is when they discover this. In a past life, a Libra moon person was in the legal field, a lawyer, arbitration, mediation, might have been in politics. It was all about fairness, balance, equality. And you may have even lacked that in your culture or the country that you were in. It was such extreme inequality that you had learned the lesson of the need for balance and fairness. 
And therefore, in this lifetime, there's a tendency to almost give too much rope for people to hang themselves, giving them too much ability to prove themselves right or wrong. And therefore, you wanting to please them and give them fairness to the extreme. It makes you very easygoing and easy to get along with. Moon in Scorpio people are old souls and Scorpio people, moon Scorpio people tend to be born to challenging situations. Perhaps an absent mother or a mother who had passed away too early or a mother who just you just couldn't trust for whatever reason. Karmic wisdom and awareness to deal with such situation is deeper than you may realize because you have the depth of the understanding of the fears, the phobias of others. And you may feel these fears and phobias and you may take them on as your own. So try to acknowledge that sometimes these fears and feelings are not your own. And often Moon and Scorpio people will grow up in professions where they can help people with such phobias and fears, such as psychology or psychiatry or therapist. In fact, that's what you did in a past life. You had such a deep, intense and true understanding and a powerful presence about yourself in a past life. Depending on the rest of your chart, you could have used this for ill or for good. And that will reflect on you karmically in this lifetime. You will lack trust. You will be very cautious before you proceed to share anybody your emotions, which you can keep under control. And yet you want to know everything about their emotions because it makes you feel safe. Because in a past life, your word, your thoughts, your education, your belief system was not taken well by others. And they questioned you and they challenged you and they didn't understand how did you know so much more than others did. And so there's this tendency to keep that under wraps in this lifetime. Somewhat like many of the famous philosophers in the past, psychiatrists and psychologists who were not taken seriously until after they've passed away and now we're reading their books at university. You can be consumed by doubt, control, and distrustful. Note that you have a natural gut feeling of what and whom you can trust and what and whom you cannot trust. Moon and Sagittarius people tend to be born to mothers who aren't just another member of society. They may be eccentric, wild, hippies. Uh, they may be very religious people. They may be extremely unreligious people. They stand out in some way. As adults, Moon and Sagittarius people change their minds all the time and they can adapt. They can adapt to any culture of any country. To help unfold your soul's true calling, you must learn to develop roots and a sense of belonging. It would serve you well to own your own philosophy in life and to explore others and gather your own belief system. Accepting and understanding and to become stable and consistent in this lifetime. And yet you can be unpredictable and ungrounded. Because in a past lifetime, you were a wanderer, you were a gypsy, you were constantly on the move, you're a philanthropist, 
a philosopher, a seeker of truth. You've gathered that knowledge and you are highly educated and eager to continue us that journey in this lifetime and to learn and to learn. However, it's interesting that as children under the construct of the box of society's educational system, that is not your way of journeying and learning and educating yourself, not under the rules and the controls and the boundaries of others. But once you grow into adulthood and you can choose your path of education, that is when you flourish and you are the never-ending student, always looking for something more and more to learn, enjoying travel for the sheer experience of learning what different cultures are like. Moon and Capricorn people tend to be born to environments that may be emotionally constrained, abusive, controlling, you don't feel protected as a young adult, and sometimes you become an adult very early in life, feeling like you've missed your childhood. And as adults, it's you find it's difficult to just let go and to just simply be, because you want to be able to control your environment in order to feel safe. You don't want to be controlled, so therefore if you can control that, no one can control you. You don't, you don't want to be vulnerable. So in order to unfold your soul's true calling, moon and Capricorn people must accept that they're all vulnerable. We are all vulnerable and it's okay that you must explore the treasures that come with having true intimacy and not to become workaholics or work too hard or be too serious, to chill out. You're the most responsible most committed, most reliable of all moon signs. And in a past life, you were a business owner, you're a philanthropist, or you were over-controlling. And at the extreme, you were under, you were over-controlled by a nation, through slavery, by adults, by culture. And therefore, the fear of being controlled in this life is strong. Moon and Aquarius people are born to mothers who offer conditional love as adults. They are very forward thinking, letting everyone be, but not getting too close to any particular person. They think about love rather than feeling it. They are often open to new experiences, but these experiences seldom find emotional depth and craving. Moon and Aquarius people are here to express exactly who they are, to be humanitarians. That is your true calling, to express your unique self and not stand in line with the status quo, with the conventional, to be unconventional, to be non-judgmental. Moon and Pisces people tend to be born to mothers who are too emotional. They may be, they may be, have addictions. Oh, let me go back. Sorry. The Moon and Aquarius people have come into this lifetime and in the past they had no attachment to their community or culture. They were free. They were free spirits. They lived their own life. They were eccentrics. They were humanitarians. They were crystal ball seekers and seers. And they traveled and traveled in search of their truth, in search of trying to fit in 
and yet not wanting to fit in at the same time. And then moon and Pisces people tend to be born in mothers who are too emotional. They may have addiction or difficulties in a relationship as life. They have abandonment and abandonment issues themselves as children, as well as their mothers had when they were children. They may have too many dreams, but not enough action to make, make those dreams come true. Their soul's calling, it would to help them find grounding through a stable living situation and job. Breathing exercises help to become more flexible and to understand that you are so intuitive and so in tuned and psychic that you pick up emotions and feelings of others. And in a past lifetime, you were a healer. You healed. You were alone. You were abandoned. You wanted to be alone on purpose. All those various reasons, of course, it depends on the rest of your chart, determines whether this abandonment and this loneliness was by choice or by happenstance. And so for in this lifetime, there's a feeling of dipping in and out of depression because of the feeling of fear of being alone. Sometimes we set it up so that we are alone. Exhaustion makes you need sleep and to recharge often. Extremely connected with the muses and the artists and the musicians, which you could have come into from this past lifetime. You continue that journey being connected with the muse and the artists and musicians, and it will calm your soul. Mm-hmm.